Hey, Ambitious Mama, welcome to Becoming with Lauren Ricks. I'm so excited and so honored you are here. This podcast is for you if you are an on-the-go mompreneur looking for a different way of doing life and business, a more God-centered way that feels aligned with how you want to show up in this season of life you are in right now. Because I see you, Mama, hustling around the clock, burnt out, and missing out out on all the moments that you thought you would see because you can't let go of the hustle. There is a different way. And in this podcast, we will cover conversations about God and your faith, being an entrepreneur, all things mother, and out of the box thinking. I cannot wait to take you on this journey with me. Hello, my friend, and welcome back to Becoming With Me, Lauren Ricks. Man, it is the middle of December already. It is the middle of December. You are listening to this, and it is officially Thanksgiving week, which blows my mind because I feel like it's Thanksgiving, which means it's Christmas, which means it's New Year's, which means, holy bananas, it's 2023, right? Holy crap. So, November so far has been insane, but today's episode, I want to kind of recap October. I know that's kind of strange and I know it's kind of weird because it's November, but we did a series. I did a series in here. I feel like I say we because you did it with me. You listened to it with me Um, all on Ecclesiastes, but man, God has been working in my life over the last month. And I wanted to share that with you. I wanted to share my testimony my story with you over the last month because when I look back on it I am literally I'm literally like holy shit god it's like it's one of those things where it was like it's it's a god thing it's only been a god thing and here's a funny thing is like we're gonna dive right into it I don't have I don't have any announcements for you guys if one thing I do want to say if you're on my mailing list on my email list make sure you get on there if you're not because I have a killer Black Friday deal that's going on right now um when you join it you also get my free embodied bundle series which is five or six of my favorite master classes I've done over the last couple of years that are truly amazing so you get that for free when you sign up for my email list but you'll also get access to my Black Friday special that's going on right now. And it is basically my three programs that I have put out into the world over the last couple of years at a 50% off. At, and you can bundle them together. They're bundled together and you get them for 50% off, which is insane. But I want to get this message out here. So that is for that. Also, like I've talked on the last couple episodes, There are a couple ways to work with me for the rest of the year before my prices go up. So if you want, you can join Becoming Aligned, my membership for $20 a month and lock that in at $20 a month. If you have been loving my, my, my podcast for the last year, you are going to love the membership because it's literally like this, but video style and on specific topics. So we go deeper in the topics, right? So you're gonna love that, get in on it and solidify your your spot your price at $20 a month 
I'm not sure what the price will go up to in January yet, but the price will be going up in January. So there's that. There's my creation experience, which right now the only way to do that is one-on-one -on -one private with me. And honestly, the price is ridiculous compared to what it's going to be in January. It is at a steal of a price for $400 a month. And there is a four month container, which is 1500 for four months. So this container is insane for the price. You will literally walk away with one, if not two or three different offers, a business model maybe even, to put out into the world. And we will do that together. I have had two women go through this already. Both of them have gone through it twice. So we've created a membership for both of them. We've created multiple programs for the other one. And um, you guys have you guys heard from Shandrea last week and her experience with the creation experience. So if you want to get in on this, now is the time. I also have, and I'm sharing this with you guys first because I haven't even put it out there yet into the world. Um, as of yet, as I'm recording it, I haven't put it out into the world yet. But there is pre-presale for, a pre-sale I should say, for my creation mastermind that will be going on in January. So this is going to be like the whole vibe of the creation, but in a group container so you can get more feedback from other women. And we will do it in a group Voxer container. You will get my signature workbooks. You will get my expertise, my brainstorming, my coaching, my mentoring, along with the other women who are in there. And you guys will get that at a pre-sale price. So if that is something you want to do, you can check the link down below for price, for details, for all of that down below. And you can be the first in on that because there are only going to be 10 spots for that. So that will start in January. It's on pre-sale right now. So it's at a steal of a deal to get in there on that. And then the last thing is obviously my becoming intensive, which is my deep dive into you basically for um, personal growth and just really learning more about yourself, becoming, stepping into the woman God created you to be. So that's my, priv my private container where we really look at it all from everything from habits to mindset to nervous system to priorities to your relationship with God to your marriage to all of it. And we dive deep into it all. So that is also an option and prices for that will also go up in January. So I wanted to give you that rundown, but let's get into October because holy shiitake mushrooms, it was an October. Um, so backstory, let's take, I'm going to have to even just like go down memory lane for backstory. Um, going into October, I had this like feeling of, I saw, I saw a couple people post on their social medias like, oh, I'm doing a dry October where basically meant they they weren't drinking at all in October. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, me and Nick never had a, I wouldn't say we're alcoholics. We never had a problem with drinking, but we were in a habit that involved having one to three, sometimes four drinks a night, maybe not every night, but some from one to four drinks a night throughout the week, right? It became a habit. It became a habit just like working out was a habit for me. It became a habit just like making supper. I would make supper. I'd make a drink. I'd have a drink. I'd have a seltzer. I'd have, you know, a cider. And one turned into three, right? And that was a habit we were in. And it was a habit I knew I needed to break. I just was like, I was too comfy in it. 
I was too comfy in how it like connected me and Nick and we like we'd have good conversations and we'd like you know I almost you know when I look back on it it was almost like having a few drinks kind of loosened me up to be myself a little bit more which is sad because we shouldn't need a substance to help us be ourselves more right can we have a conversation about that later? We will have one about that later because that is that is the work I am currently doing on really finding out my edge and learning to express myself fully. And I feel like when I've had alcohol in my system, I am more um, comfortable to do that. So now I'm pulling that into my my life without the alcohol, right? Anyway, I digress. So I had this feeling going into October like, oh, I should do that. I should do that. You guys know how I feel about the word should. When we feel like we should do something, we don't necessarily want to do it, which means we don't, we are not excited about it, right? So I did it. And one of the first weekends, one of the first weekends we went to church in October, it was probably the first, oh my gosh, was it? No, it wasn't. Okay, so here, okay, even backstory even more. So we've been going to this new church in Texas since we've moved here and we've been there like we've been going a couple months right we haven't tied yet but that was put on our heart me and Nick had a conversation one night and we were like we should start tithing it was like the Sunday after the 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 last Sunday in September and they were talking about tithing and whatnot in church and we got home and we kind of had this conversation of like honestly if I'm being truthful you guys this is like really hard for me to talk about but like some some months were like holy crap where did the money go? I don't know if you guys can feel that. I don't know if you can relate to that, but it's like we have money coming in and then it's like, shit, we have our mortgage and then it's like, where did all our money go, right? And so we had this sermon and he talked about, he talked about tithing in there and then trusting and like whatnot. And we, we had this conversation, me and Nick about tithing when we got home from church that, that afternoon. And we were like, okay, we need to do it. And then I looked at what we had brought in that week and tithing 10%, right? Um, that's what the Bible talks about. That's what, that's just where we start, right? What's 10% of what you're making tithe that, right? So we were like, okay. And, and Nick grew up in a household where they tithed without thinking. They tithed without even like, this is what we do. This is a part of who we are. We tithe cheerfully. We tithe because that's what God called us to do. That's what God asked us to do. We tithe into his kingdom, trusting that he will provide our needs, right? So that is, I wouldn't say how I grew up. I grew up in a Catholic community. I grew up, we should tithe, right? So my my relationship with tithing was a little bit different. And there was stuff I had to work through to be a cheerful tither, right? So me and Nick had a conversation about this, about how I struggle with tithing because I see what's in our bank account. And I also see and know what's coming out in the future for a month from now, a couple weeks from now. And I can know tithing 10%, okay, 10% sometimes looks like $400 a week. Well, shit, that $400 could buy groceries twice, right? You guys feel me? You get me? I'm being real and honest today, okay? So we, we had this conversation and we were like, okay, let's start tithing. Like, let's fully give it to God. This is where we're struggling. We're struggling financially, trusting, right? And so 
we decided to do that and I was like, shit, okay, if we're if we're tithing 10%, that's $290. We earned almost $3,000 this week, right? And I'm like, crap, okay, mortgage is coming out. Where is that? Like $300 is a lot, right? So we did it. We tithed. We gave it to God. And then the next week, we went into church and he talked about um, having addictions And this was not part of the sermon. This was just like a message that was put on his heart to share. And he was talking about his friend who had an addiction with um, smoking, right? And then at the end of the sermon, he talked about, and he was like, "This, this was put on my heart. And he's like, if you have an addiction, if you have a habit uh, with alcohol and you want to give that up, today is your day. Like, let it go, go home and like get rid of it, empty it, throw it in the garbage. And then like, let God know, right? And both, I was in tears. I was in tears because that that whole week leading up, I had this nudge on my heart. Like this is like, I need, we need to break this habit, this habit of like using alcohol as a relaxer from a stressful day right? It's not fair. It's not a habit that I want my kids seeing us growing up with. Yeah. doesn't mean we're never going to have a drink again, right? But it wasn't just a drink here and there. It was a drink every day, right? We were using that as our crutch, okay? So that night we were doing bedtime and I like gave Nick a hug and I was like, man, I felt super called out today in church. And he was like, I did too. And he's like, so much so that I, I dumped all my beer down the drain. And I was like, crap, all right. And he's like, I looked at how much we've been spending on alcohol a month and it was a couple hundred dollars on alcohol. Like some weeks it was like a hundred dollars we were spending on alcohol, right? Between beer and like hard seltzers and whatever and whatnot, right? Full transparency. Like both of us were convicted that day. And now we're in the middle of October or the middle of November and it's been a month and a half and we've, maybe had a drink two days and both of those two days it was one one drink a piece okay we did that in full trust that God would break us of that habit and we would not struggle with having to quote-unquote withdraw from that habit right most people have a hard time breaking the habit and sometimes I think it's because we try and do it on our by ourselves But we have this God who's so freaking powerful that if we can go to him and lay it down to him and and tell him, like, help me break of this habit, help me break from this habit, he will help us do that. But we have to be open and willing and surrender and obedient, right? So that happened in October, the beginning of October. Like I said, we're in the middle of November right now and we've only, there's two days. We haven't bought alcohol at all either because we just, those two times we drank, it was from um, what we had left over. Okay, so there's that. And then within that midst, the next week, we were also having a talk and we were talking about, you know, like money and, and whatnot. And this is a theme, has been a theme in our lives. And it's a theme that I'm constantly working on breaking. And it's a theme that we're breaking. We are breaking this theme for for our children, for us as a couple to not struggle with money. It has been in the past something we've struggled with, but in spite of that, we 
no longer will will struggle with it. That is something I'm working on myself, my own inner work. And that is the work I do <laughs> on myself, right? So we, we looked at from the first time we tithe at the end of September, two weeks later, and we had brought in over $6,000 in those two weeks. And both me and Nick were like, oh my gosh, like what, what just happened? That was such a God thing, right? From me signing new clients to Nick having money show up in the mail for him and um, for me starting a new part-time a part-time gig, which I'll talk about after this. And just the money that came in over those two weeks, we were like, okay, God, we see you. We see you. We trust you with our finances. You will provide above and beyond we need, what we need, right? And we need it. We needed to see that proof. And, and it's sad and dumb to even say that we need to see the proof before we believe. But me and Nick stepped out in faith. And we tithed when we didn't know how we were going to quote unquote make it. I mean, that's what we thought. That's what our ego, our brain wanted to try and tell us that we it wasn't going to happen. But it did happen and money came in and it was insane what happened, right? Such a God thing, okay? And every sermon, every church service we've gone to since that day, since the end of September has hit my heart has been exactly what I needed to hear. So my message with this whole section, this whole story, this whole testimony is find a church that you walk away with being like, I can apply that to my life. He was talking to me. He was talking to me. If you don't have one in your in your, in your your town, go online. Check out my church. It's Mercy Gate Church. They do online service too. They stream live, so you can do that. Elevation Church was another one we listened to a lot when we were in Utah. Um, two, two, two services, two churches that you will walk away with and the message will hit your heart. It will be exactly what you needed to hear. Okay, so there's that, right? The next thing I wanted to talk about is I took on a part-time gig. I took on a part-time job and a lot came up with this over the last couple months. A lot of shame, a lot of guilt, um, a lot of unknown, right? And when I say shame came up with this, it came up because I it made it made me think that because I took on a part-time job, it made me think that I failed or wasn't making it or wasn't good enough or wasn't doing enough in my business to not bring in the amount of money we needed to help you know, support us in how we want to live basically, right? So I took on a part-time job for multiple reasons. The part-time job isn't just some random job at like a store. I was very specific. I was very picky in what kind of job I was taking on. Um, I had like requirements. It needed to be flexible. It needed to be something I could do from home. It needed to um, not necessarily be a hourly type gig and I found it. And it's been so amazing to connect with other women in this boutique and take pictures and and use my creative side that I haven't necessarily gotten to use that's out in the world, right? I mean, I've been working online for the last decade. The last decade, I have specifically only been working online, right? And it feels so good to be able to go to a boutique and connect with other women to 
use my creative side to like put put clothes and outfits together and share on social media. The social media part is like a part of who I've been the last decade, right? So that part comes so easy. So for me, I'm just like, I'm managing and I'm engaging and I'm creating stuff for their Facebook group, which is so fun. And it's been something that has really lit me up. So I've only been doing that for a couple of weeks, but it's been so worth it. And my challenge to you here is if you are in a job that doesn't light you up, that doesn't mean you need to quit it. But what can you find on the side that will light you up? Maybe you work a maybe you work a day job and the day job itself doesn't like you light you up. But let's say you start a, a side hustle, and it doesn't have to be network marketing. Hell, come into the creation experience. Come in here with me, and we will create a side hustle that lights you up. That can bring out your creative side. That's what that can be. For me, my business has been my full-time motherhood, actually, has been my full-time gig. My business has been a side hustle, and I needed a side hustle outside of social media, which is ironic, but outside of my own social media, to help light me up, to do something different. I am so multi-passionate that I felt like I was like stuck in a box when it came to my own social media. I needed something that was light, that was fun, that was creative, that got me out of the house, that got me just feeling really freaking good. And that was, and that is this position as their social media manager. And it's been so fun. So I'm just sharing with that with you because if you feel like you're at a job that doesn't bring that out of you it doesn't mean you need to quit that job per se yet but how can you add in more fun more um fire more like just brightness more creativity into your life is it adding on a side hustle is it adding on another part-time job at a boutique or at somewhere that you really enjoy right? Seeking that out. I have been seeking out so many different job opportunities since I've been here in Texas, just seeing what's out there. And there's so many different types of positions, jobs, anything out there. So that's something you can totally check out if you feel like you are needing something for your creative side, for your multi-passionate self. And it might, you might be surprised. And like I said, it might be something you just want to start your own business, start your own little side hustle, create an offer, come in with me. Let's do it. Let's link arms and create an offer for you that lights you up, right? Um, something I feel like is so powerful here that so many entrepreneurs, you know, they, they preach. So many entrepreneurs preach being your own boss, quitting your day job, quitting the nine to five. The nine to five is bad. But here's the thing. If you're in a nine to five that you truly enjoy and you love what you do, You don't need to quit it to be an entrepreneur, okay? Unless you want to, right? But we shouldn't feel that pressure and entrepreneurs shouldn't be pushing people to quit their day jobs unless they truly want to. And here's the thing. There's so many different things out there that you can be doing, right? If you love your day job or let's say you don't love your day job, right? But you can't financially quit it to start your side hustle, to start a business, start a side hustle like alongside. And this is why I'm so passionate about my creation experiences because I'm not just going to be like, you need to do it this way. We are going to align your gifts, your callings with your season of life. So it's not just creating an online business that's going to add another thing to your plate. It's going to really create, it's about creating an online business or an offer even that's aligned with your life. Okay. That's why it's so important to do that. 
and to hire a mentor, be with a mentor, be supported by a mentor or a coach that understands that balance, right? And not just adding more to your plate, okay? So October has been insane. There's been a lot that has happened, so many different shifts. All those shifts had got at its center, and that's really what what birthed the Ecclesiastes experience Bible study, right? And it's insane when we can, oh, even, okay, even this, and I shared this, I had a podcast about this too, when it was literally happening, my whole experience of like, I have been preaching it, doing your way, doing it your way, doing it your way. And I've been missing the part where it's, we link arms and do it God's way, but we step out, we step out in faith and do it his way. That's our way, right? Because his way is going to be unique to each one of us, right? So it's, it's taking away the comparison. It's putting your blinders on and being like, God, what is my next step? Not Susie Joe, what is my next step? God, what is my next step on your path? Because he is the only one who knows your path. He is the one who gave you the promise and he is going to give you the process to get to the promise. But we get so hung up on what everybody else is doing and thinking we need to do it everybody else's way when everybody else's way is their process to their promise. And that's not going to get us to our promise. And I have been in this in this process of seeing what everybody else is doing and thinking I need to do it that way. And it has left me unfulfilled, confused, frustrated, and searching and seeking something more, right? So instead, this last month, I have really shifted from thinking I need somebody else's mentoring to tell me what to do and really going to God first. God, what should I do? What's my next step? Sitting in it, waiting for it, listening for it, and then going after it. And sometimes, you guys, God's next step is something that's so uncomfortable. Sometimes it's rest. Sometimes it's stepping out and doing something. You're like, I don't know, God. I don't know if I can do this. Sometimes it's the smallest whisper. And you're like, how is this going to make any difference? How is this going to get me to where you promised me to go? And sometimes it's all those little things And sometimes it feels like we're not even doing anything. We're not moving. We're not getting the results we desire. But God is on the back end moving things around for you. For me. And sometimes we don't see that when we're in the midst of the process. Right? So I'm just here to encourage you today. I'm here to encourage you to step into God's faith for you. God's plan for you. God's process for you. And you are going to... You are going to hit problems and you're going to hit roadblocks. And that doesn't mean that it's not working. And that doesn't mean that God's not watching over you. That just means you're in the process. And sometimes the the problems happen to help deepen our trust, to refine our character, to help give us skills for our process, for the people that we come across on our process, right? We have to go through things sometimes so we understand and we have a process and we have a solution for that problem so we can help others along our process while they're in their process, right? Like what? What? So freaking good. So October was like, 
I'm in my follicular energy, so I got the energy up the butt, and I'm like excited. I got to spend my morning with the girls at the boutique taking pictures. My in-laws are here, so they're out having fun with my kids, with Nick, and like I'm having some alone time, drinking my Energize. Like I am lit the F up, but I have felt like this all of October. But it's been hard still. It's been hard in the sense of like God has been stretching the freak out of me, you guys. And that is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to sit in the unknown and it's uncomfortable to be like to be challenged and it's uncomfortable to get convicted with what you've been doing and seeing that it's not aligned with where God wants you to be. The message you've been preaching is not in line with where God wants you to be. That's uncomfortable. And it puts you to your knees. And that's where I've been in October. I've been on my knees. I've been standing up shouting and hooraying and praising God. And I've been on my knees again. And that's part of this process, right? But just because you're up and down, just because you don't understand it yet, doesn't mean that it's not working for you. Doesn't mean he's not working for you. And that's what I've learned this month. That I need to let go of trust and putting all my power in other people and putting it in God and putting it in myself because he's fueling my own power. God is fueling my power. He is fueling my intuition. He is fueling the trust I have in myself and in him. And we need to find that proof in our every single day because he's got it there from the flower that's in front of you to the sunshine that's burning on your face to the children that are running around to the money in your bank account to the job you have to the the spouse you have right there's proof all around us and he is working for us but sometimes we have to let go of what we're constantly thinking we desire let go of what we don't have to see what we do have and then to continue to build that relationship with him right So that was a recap of October. It was freaking fantastic and hard and challenging. And there was so many tears and there was so much uncomfortableness. There was so much newness, doing new things, stepping out. But there is a shift coming, a shit ton of shifts coming in me and how I do my business and what I anchor in because I'm no longer anchoring and doing it our way but I'm anchoring it in, doing it God's way for you. Because God's way for you is going to be different than God's way for me. But if we can anchor in that truth, that I'm doing it God's way that he has planned for me, that is where the power is. That is where the joy is. That is where the peace is. And the confidence comes. And I can't even believe I didn't share this story. But I also got prayed over one day service in October. I felt called to go up front when he was like, okay, if anybody feels like they're in the process, (laughs) which is all of us. He talked about process, promises, and problems. And at the end of the service, he said, if anybody feels like they're in the process, I want to pray with you. I want to pray over you. And I felt convicted and I moved and I I went up up front and Nick came up front behind me too and I didn't know he did that until we were leaving. And um, our pastor came over and he prayed three words over me. Joy. Help her find joy. 
in her every day. Help her find peace. Stop the worrying. Find the peace. Find the peace in the moments. And give her the confidence in what she's doing. He didn't add those pieces. He prayed joy, peace, and confidence over me. But as soon as he said those, I knew where he was applying them, where I needed to apply them in my life. And that's what I'm living by, to find more joy, more peace, and to live in confidence in what I'm doing and what I'm sharing. And I feel like over the last month and a half, God has given me this message, this voice, this edge, this confidence in knowing we need to anchor in him. And it's going to be uncomfortable. But that has been the message that's been prayed over my life. And I'm praying it over your life too. In whatever area that you need more joy, feel it. In whatever area you need more peace, feel it. And in whatever area you need more confidence, have it. Step into it, my love. Because you get to have access to that right now. Okay? So... Oh, what an episode. Okay, so sit in that. I would love to hear from you. This was a big month for me in October. My income didn't, well, I signed on to one-on-one clients, so that's huge for me. But I wouldn't say that like financially, it's been hugely changed, but I have to do this work in myself and remember that like, even though the, the physical, even though the outcome maybe hasn't changed yet, God is still working in the background. And it is changing. Things are shifting one centimeter at a time, right? So you might wake up one day and be like, holy shit, what just happened? That was a God thing, right? So I hope you enjoyed this episode with me, this real raw recap of October. And send me a DM if you can relate to any of it. Share it if you can relate to any of it. That's how that we get this message out. That's how, you know, this podcast grows. We get we get God and Jesus in the hands and the hearts of more women to start living a life where they are literally stepping into and becoming the women God created them to be. They're God-led women, God-led entrepreneurs, God-led moms. That is the mission. I love you and I pray for you. Send me a DM. I'll pray for you. You need prayers, I'll pray for you. Send me a DM and I will see you in the next one.